On this week's episode of the Marketing Expedition podcast, it's my pleasure to get to speak with Kim Sherman Labrum. And she's a small business consultant with the Idaho SBDC, where she's worked since 1998. In her capacity as a consultant, she is a professional small business cheerleader, a tech whisperer, a mentor, a dream booster, and she's focusing in the digital marketing space. She primarily works with entrepreneurs on their online marketing needs, but also has specialties in startup and franchise businesses. She's an accomplished speaker and trainer who has developed and delivered content on many topics, both locally and nationally. But before we get to her interview, I have to tell you all about an upcoming event that's being hosted by Pepper Shock, and actually Kim is going to be a speaker there as well, but we have the new marketing trends for the new year coming up January 22nd, 2022. Now, if you're listening to this after the fact, you can go to themarketingexpedition.com and sign up to become a member of our community and listen to all of the speakers' talks that will be there. But if you are listening to this before January 19th, we would love for you to sign up. It's going to be either in person or online, and you can get your tickets at peppershock.com slash events. And really, the idea here is going over all the new marketing trends that are up and coming, ways that you can build your brand and your bottom line for your business. And if you are wanting to get the latest and greatest in tips, tips, tools, trends, get ideas and inspiration, get yourself on the cutting edge of what's going on in the world today and have your business or organization's marketing strategies keeping up with the changing times, right? We want to keep on top of the emerging trends, those technologies, all the tips that we're going to continue to help you stay on track. And of course, Kim has a lot of wonderful information. She's just a wealth of knowledge, as well as some of the other speakers we have, including myself. So go to peppershock.com slash events and get yourself signed up for the event. And if you can't attend, you can also sign up and then watch the replay. You can also sign up to become a community member where we'll have all the videos posted after the fact. And you can go to themarketingexpedition.com and then sign up for that there. All right. So Now it's time for the Marketing Essentials Moment, and then we'll get into the interview with Kim. For this week's topic on the Marketing Essentials Moment, the basics that you need to help you continue to build your brand and your bottom line, I want to talk about why it's important to consider hiring a marketing agency or an advertising agency or whatever you want to call what we do. (laughs) Now, there, of course, are wonderful resources like Kim at the SBDC Small Business Development Center, and they give you lots of wonderful, good, free, and helpful, useful advice. And and sometimes they charge for the trainings that they do. But when you're ready to take it up a level and you need some additional help to continue to help you grow your brand and scale up your business, and maybe there's some tactics that need to be done because you've neither got the time, maybe nor the talent, then it's time to consider hiring a marketing agency. And we know with smartphones and all the things that you can do on your own, sometimes doing it yourself can hinder you from being able to really elevate what it is that you're trying to accomplish in growing your business, growing your brand, growing your organization, whether you're a for-profit or nonprofit, whether you're a you know Fortune None to Fortune 100 company, utilizing the services of an agency can certainly help you in that area. We have the concept of you know knowing that we can take pictures on our own, we can create videos on our own now, and and understanding that you can make posts from your cell phone and all of those things, right? Um, but at some point, the strategy behind what it is that you're doing, why you're doing what you're doing, getting a return on that marketing investment, getting that Romy, otherwise known as return on marketing investment, can really help you elevate 
the goals that you're setting and help you accomplish them. And we know that the technology is always changing and being able to stay on top of it, that's what agencies can do. And they can help you take your brand from point A to then point B. And in that journey, you can do a division of duties. What is it that you wanna continue to take on doing yourself versus having the assistance of others help you along the way and using the expertise and the knowledge and the experiences that uh, a team like ours has is an example. Whether you use our agency at Peppershock or another, thinking about when it's time to elevate that process and go through that, right? Marketing takes time, right? It it takes uh, a lot of expertise and, you know, scientific method, but also intuition. And when you have experienced people who can help you in that journey, it can really elevate what you're wanting to accomplish. And maybe it is time to think about what kind of budget you would put towards hiring an agency to take on the work that needs to get done so that it's effective and you are implementing effective marketing strategies and plans and the campaigns that are happening, the research, the development, the testing, the, you know, A-B testing that you may want to do in the campaign to make sure that the money that we're spending is, is working, right? And depending on the size of your business and the time that you have to invest, or hire others to help you could really be almost the equivalent of another job, right? And so if you use an agency, we have 10 different people who have 10 different areas of expertise collaboratively coming together. And it's really an extension of your marketing department, if you will. And you can hire these agencies to be able to extend the amount of time that you can spend on your marketing, right? And, you know, hiring a person they have the expertise of that one person, whereas if you hire an agency now, suddenly you've got 10 different areas or however many people are in that agency to work in your business with you. And, you know, it takes that experience and that collaboration and all of the components that come together to help you in, in your journey, right? So hiring an agency can really help you in the long run improve your bottom line, right? And, and it helps you continue to grow and and utilize the latest and tools and technologies and things that the expertise comes with hiring that agency. And it might not actually be a bad idea because then you're not going to waste money and, and do things that may not even work for you, right? And so knowing when it's time to hire that agency, you can consider uh, looking at the different components that it takes to be the good fit. Uh, we call it the client worthiness index, right? We want to make sure that the clients that we take on are a good fit for us just as much as it is for them. And if our knowledge and expertise can really help elevate their brand, then we want to work with them. And we want to make sure that, uh, you know, it's a, it's the expertise that we have that are, is going to be able to utilize to your advantage. And we want to work with clients that will take our recommendations, that will trust our knowledge and, and what we are wanting to propose to them to do. And we want to be able to work with those that, you know, will will work with us and collaborate as partners, uh, not necessarily just order takers, but as partners. We want to work with you in, in reaching those goals, even setting the goals. Sometimes we work with our, our clients to set the goals that we want to accomplish in everything from the growth of the company to internal and external marketing, right? Employer and employee branding, uh, culture building all the way out. Because, you know, we say that branding starts with your culture. Uh, from the inside out. And so 
taking a look at all of the different components and all the things that you're doing in your marketing plan. And we can even help you create that plan and strategy setting forward and, and set that up for you to then continue to grow and build that brand and bottom line. All right. So let's talk with Kim. I'm so excited for you to hear from her today. We just got to talking and it's, (laughs) you're going to love it. All right, let's get into it. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Peppershock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today's guest, we have Kim Sherman Labram. It's a pleasure to have you. You and I go way back, and I've known you for so long, too, uh, from the very first time I ever went to the Small Business Development Center, way in the way back. <laughs> way back. Yeah, that's funny. I started at the SBDC in 1998, and I was the regional administrative assistant. So um, Ray would come in to visit with our counselors, and I would set up her appointments and call her to reminder and harass her about her appointments and greet her and get her her clients and probably other things too. But uh, yeah, so for as long as she's been a, a client of the SBDC, at least from 1998 on, that uh, would be where um, how long we've known each other, which yeah. kind of weird. I didn't realize how long that is, but I'm sure it's a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we started, truth be told, we started about in 2003. Well, I think I started coming there even before I started the business though. So it could have been since about 2002, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Excellent. (laughs) That's really cool. Wonderful counselors who got us through and, and for the listeners, I just would strongly encourage you to find out what the SBDC does and, and listen to this because Kim's got a lot of great information and knowledge, but let's just share a little bit of what does the SBDC do? Okay. So the SBDC is stands for Small Business Development Center. It is a federally and state funded program. We have um, the Small Business Administration is kind of our main funder and boss, but we also are uh, housed at the College of Business at Boise State, at least here in Boise. Um, All of our SBDCs are housed with a uh, Institute of Higher Learning. So anywhere that you go in the state of Idaho in one of the major economic centers, you'll find an SBDC. So if you're up in Coeur d'Alene, there's one up there with North Idaho College. If you're in um, Pocatello, it's with ISU, so on and so forth. So with that, that is kind of where we come from. And our program is set out to help small businesses be more successful. So how do we do that? Well, we have a core set of services. Primarily, we do confidential, no-cost, one-on-one consulting or mentoring, where we sit down with you and say, okay, what do you need help with? And if it's startup, if it's HR hiring issues, if it's marketing, if it's I'm ready to sell the business and leave it behind, if I want to franchise, all of those things, we have the expertise to help with that. We also have training and development. So we put on trainings that um, are targeted towards small business owners and they run the gamut. Again, anything that has to do with a small business, we will do training on it. We do QuickBooks training, we do social media training, we do financial training, we do HR 
HR, um, whatever it is um, that our clients are looking for. In the Boise area, we also are very blessed. We have two accelerator spaces and accelerator accelerators, pardon me, used to be called um, incubators. So if you're familiar with the terminology, and it's a place where um, early stage businesses can go and they have shared resources like break rooms and training rooms and, you know, a, a front desk person and mail and all of that stuff is already in place for them. And in addition, they get, you know, a space that's their own that's no longer in the back room or the garage. And for those of us who have been working out of our kitchens and back rooms and garages for two years, it's probably a really cool thing. Um, but we also have on-site mentors, counselors like myself who are there all the time to uh, walk you through, talk to you, say, okay, what's your goal? Where are you at on hitting it? How do we get you there? All of those things. And so it's, um, it's a more intensive counseling. Um, you can do the counseling with us by making appointments and meeting with us. But when you're on site and you just walk by somebody in the break room um, and you talk really quickly about it, um, are people who are out at those locations. And Ray, you were at one, there, the one out in Nampa, weren't you? Well, I visited oh, yeah. quite frequently. I actually ended up mentoring and doing some marketing work with some of the, the businesses that were at through the accelerator program at the time. So I, you definitely saw me there for sure. Okay. That's, that's my memory. You know, yep. 23 years, sometimes that gets a little fuzzy hear on, on some of those details, but in general, that is uh, what we do. And the great thing is we are a nationwide program. Actually, we, um, you could kind of technically call us worldwide because there are SBDCs in Canada. They're not called SBDCs, but it's the same program. And so it is uh, government funded and it's free to by and large. I mean, some places charge for trainings and certain things, but our counseling is always free. And you can go to any place in the United States. There's 1,100 SBDCs in the United States and its territories. Wow. So generally, if there's a college near you, there's probably an SBDC associated with it. Um, if there's not, then you might look at a Chamber of Commerce or an Economic Development Office. That's also where we partner. So, and I actually have clients who have moved away or they're in other states. And the wonder of Zoom is I have clients that are now in North Carolina in Utah. So it's kind of a weird world that we live in, but it's kind of cool that um, I can help them out anywhere. So you can um, stick with counselors, you can find new ones, but we're all there to help you. And it just, whatever your needs are as a small business, that's what we're there to do is to help you. And it's not just for startups, it's for businesses that have been in, you know, for a long period of time. So, you know, you don't have to just be a startup, right? As a matter of fact, um, about 75% of our clientele are already in business. Um, only about 25% of our clients, give or take of where you're at and stuff, are startups. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I think right now in the Boise area, we're running about 35, 65, so about 35% is uh, startups and the rest is already in business. And we work with people from the startup to the end. And I literally have a business that I've worked with from the time it was an inkling to when it was acquired by another company. I've worked with that owner and they just recently got reacquired by another company and I'll probably be working with that owner. So same company, three owners, uh, but I've been with them this entire journey. I'm, I guess you could say I'm the longest running employee, but I don't get paid. So, uh, 
<laughs> well, and let's just share a little bit about some of the things that you've been able to help them do, Kim. I know you being in this program, I mean, you're just a wealth of information and knowledge and, and trainings that you do. But give me if I mean, I only oh. care to share what you can because I know that it's, you know, confidential in some regard. But if you if you are able to share just kind of some of the things that you were able to do to help either this company or other companies in what you've done along the way. Oh, sure. So um, in general, I guess I should give you a background. So yes, I mentioned that I started at the SBDC as a uh, regional administrative assistant, and I was going to school at Boise State to get my degree in graphic design, which I did right as the Great Recession started. So as you might guess, there probably weren't, there wasn't a lot of jobs. And so I just stayed. And um, I became one of those people that really got immersed in social media. At the time, I was involved with um, a community theater, and I recognized the power of social media to communicate uh, as a marketing tool. And between that and email marketing and my graphic design and website development skills, all of that kind of put me really uniquely uh, situated to help small businesses with marketing in the, the digital space. And so that is primarily my focus. However, um, as a business consultant, I help people with startups. Um, one of my other uh, uh, specialties is franchises. Um, and so, but we also, like I said, we do all of it. And so when I'm helping my clients, one of the things, uh, one of my favorite stories is there is a uh, custom jewelry maker in the Boise area who came to me. And this guy, man, he knows his social media is on point. Like he probably knows more about Instagram than I ever will. And when, and as I was helping him, I'm thinking, dang, this guy's really, what, what is he in my office for, right? <laughs> but I was able to help him with his website. And the tips that I gave him on his website turned around into $10,000 in sales within a month. Oh, nice. I love that. Uh, yeah. How cool is that? And to scale and so, it, you know, it can to just it will continue to have that ripple effect, right? Absolutely. And I mean, the, the cool thing is, is that that was, they were very simple things. And so, you know, as I was telling somebody recently, I said, my knowledge base is broad, but it's not deep. So, you know, if you, I, I can help you with a lot of things, but if you need coding on a website, I'm not your girl. If you need deep video editing, I am not your girl, but I can tell you about like all the different editing programs and what the pros and the cons are for those and that kind of stuff. So, or give recommendations um, to those that do. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So um, I have other clients who, you know, I'm working with three of them right now that are all getting ready to open a second location. And this is, in the middle of a pandemic still. That's and exciting. so I am so, well, actually I like four. I have four that are, I just remember there's another one. And so they're all looking in, um, in different spaces. Um, you know, some of them are in, you know, in Boise, some of them are out of state. And um, so it's really uh, gratifying to be able to work with them on that and say, okay, well, you've grown this and you've done these operations and um, look at what we can do. And so other things that I've, I've helped with that are just not just marketing. Um, I have a client who has started a very very unique business that I can't really say what it is, but there's some risk to it. And he couldn't find insurance that would insure his business. And, mm -hmm. and nobody would touch him because nobody knew, understood what it was that he was doing. Um, it's something that's kind of popular in bigger areas, but hasn't made it to Boise. And so I was able to track down um, 
through a lot of phone calls and a lot of things, an insurance agent that was like, hey, no, I totally get this. This is like this other thing. We insure those all the time. So here, we'll insure you. And I mean, so that was a huge stumbling block. If he couldn't get insurance, there was no way he was going to be able to go forward with this business. So um, it was great to have those connections in the community. And that's another thing that we have is we've been in um, Boise, the SBDC has been in Idaho since, well, 35 years, 36 years. And so we have really deep ties with the business community. Um, If we don't have the talent in-house, we know somebody who does. And so that's where I don't have an insurance agent that works for us, but I know a whole bunch of insurance agents. And so um, it's my job to be able to like go through and say, okay, this is what it is. Can you do this? And can you find me somebody? Um, that's one of my favorite stories because I, I spent a long time looking for somebody who could insure this business because it was, it was kind of crazy and he's doing so well. right now so I just heard from him and I'm like oh I'm so excited I'm not going to do your thing because I'm risk adverse and I'm not going to do the thing that you do but I appreciate (laughs) that you've got it and that other people want to do that I'm not going to jump out of an airplane either so um, (laughs) it's a personal preference you know (laughs) okay so Kim I want to know where do you get your resources and information from? What what do you do to keep yourself uh, up on the latest trends and things that are going on and, you know, the information that you continuously learn? Oh, okay. So I spend a lot of time on the internet and it's funny because I spend a lot of time on social media. And so people are like, oh, you're, you're messing around on social media again. I'm like, well, it is kind of my job. Um, not kind of, it is totally yeah, my yeah. job to know, um, to be able to answer questions. You know, I have clients that come to me, you know, I had one uh, just recently that was locked out of her Facebook account. Um, like the business account existed, but her personal Facebook got a ban and she could no longer advertise. Mm-hmm. And so I worked with her and got it. And now um, we got it figured out and everything, but it took months to do that with Facebook. But if I wasn't familiar with the platforms and spending this time on them, I wouldn't be able to help somebody who comes to me and says, oh my gosh, how do I do this, right? Literally just had a client yesterday say, hey, I'm making banners for Facebook. How do these look? And I'm like, well, that's great, but why don't you make multiple ones because they allow you to do that? And I know that because I spend the time. And it's not just Facebook. I spend time on Instagram. I spend time on TikTok. God help me. Um, <laughs> the, the black hole of social media, right? Um, and uh, Twitter. I, I tend to focus on um, social media platforms that really have some kind of business orientation to them. Um, I spent some time on Snapchat. But it's just never really gone anywhere for small businesses. And so maybe it will, maybe it won't. I kind of keep my eye on it. But in general, I don't spend a lot of time. So there's the hands-on component. Then I keep an eye out for training. And I I am on every SBDC's mailing list from here to New York. And I get the, and so, and there's several of them that have really great programs that um, I learn from. And they're my colleagues that I've met at conferences and said, oh, I want to learn from you. So I know those people. Um, Also, you know, as when you go to conferences, you make friends and then you start to, um, deal with this and you know I had another client she really needed help with um, putting online e-commerce onto her website Mm -hmm. and I was like okay well this is kind of beyond what I know how to do so I reached out to two of my colleagues that I've met um, at conferences and said hey what what do you 
recommend? And they said, oh, this is this is what we would do. And, you know, these are people who are actually down in the trenches coding websites every day. So that I'm like, and I don't do that. So I need need some help with that. Um, I also subscribe to a wide variety of newsletters that come to my inbox. Um, it's kind of obnoxious. And, um, you know, so things like HubSpot, Marketing Props and Oh, I don't know. There's there's just a bajillion of them that come in and I, I go through and read, um, usually try to spend about an hour a day reading up on these topics and researching and knowing that. So so that's I'm all I'm just a big sponge that I'm always absorbing information. And what is gratifying is like when I'm scrolling through on my Sunday morning um, soak in the bathtub, you know, mm -hmm. um, with the bubble bath and everything, and I'll find an article that I was like, oh my gosh, this answers the question for this client. Um, and I'm like, it, it justifies me spending so much time on the internet. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep, yep. I do that too. And, and you're not alone. The TikTok uh, time, you know, I have to set a limit because otherwise I'll be on it for way too long. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. You're like, I'm going to watch three TikToks and suddenly it's an hour later. I'm like, exactly. It's obnoxious. <laughs> wow. Um, but, you know, all social media is like that, honestly. You know, you could spend hours and hours and hours on it. Um, over the holiday uh, or the New Year's holiday, I stopped checking my work email for three days just to kind of take away but I was on um, social media constantly during that time and I realized okay I'm kind of bored I really um, I've ran out of things to look at on the <laughs> <laughs> yep yep it's recycling now <laughs> I'm like how many times can I watch this cat video well apparently the answer is a lot but you know <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I've seen this one, but yep. uh, yeah, so that's how I learn. And I always, um, anytime I see a class, um, local, anywhere else, um, and I don't care whether it is a beginner level or, you know, advanced, I will take the class. Um, invariably, I will learn something from it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and sometimes I'm like, mm, I could, I could teach this class better than they can, which I'm um, sorry, because I do do training as well, obviously, as you know, um, Ray. And uh, so, but there's always something to take away from that. And um, so I always learn some little thing. Like the other day, weirdly, I was watching a YouTube video and um, that was uh, debunking all of those uh, factory videos that are coming out that are, you know, from the factory farms and whatnot. Anyhow, um, and she was talking about the likes on Facebook and what um, weight they have and how, you know, just the thumbs up is pretty much nothing. The angry emoji is nothing. Everything else is like weighted at 1.5. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Ooh, that's really interesting. I like, I've known for a very long time that any of the emojis beyond the thumbs up mm -hmm. was a better engagement, but I didn't have anything that proved that. And it was just really interesting that I got it from this cake lady out of um, Australia, whose video I was watching. So, <laughs> nice. yeah. oh, I know. so so you can gather information from a wide variety of sources um you just have to make sure that where you're getting your information from is pretty solid and it's not just somebody you know pulling it out of the air that's why we have you we're uh having our new marketing trends for the new year event coming up and we have you as a speaker so we're, we're not going to give away all of the new trends that we're we're going to talk about at the event coming up but i uh, give give our audience just a little sneak peek of some of the things that you're seeing that uh you want to maybe share at the upcoming event 
So one of the big things that has really been um, an issue for small businesses is finding employees and keeping employees. Um, I started uh, in November of 2020 uh, with uh, clients that were having this issue before it really got rolling. And then it, it really, really did. And so I spent a lot of time and I realized that I have developed a lot of content to help small businesses market themselves better to their employees and know how to not just find their employees, but how to keep them. And so, and I think this is so important. Um, we look at marketing as something that's outward facing. So it's to get new customers or to keep customers that we already have, right? Um, whereas um, we rarely ever think about that internal marketing and our employees are 100% that internal marketing. Um, and so I'm gonna be giving a lot of tips and tricks that talk about how to make yourself a place that people want to work. Oh, that's so good, especially now. I mean, that's that's what they're calling it—the great resignation, right? Or or, or the big quit. The big yeah. quit is the other term. So, and you know, I have clients that are just like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I I spent a year in isolation, and I haven't seen my grandchildren, and this isn't my passion anymore. And I'm like, okay, I get that. Um, and like, you know, a lot of people started businesses, you know, or they, they found new jobs. I mean, so there's, there's so many things that go into that. And I'll cover that briefly um, about, you know, what led to this. Um, but, you know, I won't dig deep into it because honestly, who cares? I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it's like, this isn't knowing what caused it. There's some things that will help us, but in general, what we really need to know is what's going to be um, important going forward. And I think the other thing I think we need to remember going forward is the fact that COVID has changed everything about our lives and everything about our businesses. And it's everything that we do is a little bit different from the way we shop for um, anything, right? Um, groceries, um, you know, clothes, whatever, to literally day-to-day -day business. Well, on this event, right, we, we just talked before we got on the podcast to, you know, are we going to do it in person? Are we going to do it, you know, virtually? We're hybrid, you know, online, in person. Where are we at with that? And, and who knows, right? I mean, really, we'll have yeah. to play it by ear. But we, for all intents and purposes at the moment, we're going to do it hybrid where people can log in from anywhere, but also come and, and you know, masks encouraged, right? And, and you're right, right. It's changed how we do business and how now we communicate. And to your point, how employers and employees are, are, you know, behaving now too, whether they're working from home or, you know, if they're coming into the office or not and what that has changed the dynamic of company culture too, right? Absolutely. And it's also changed um, their perspective and what their priorities are. I mean, you know, uh, if you think about where you were two years ago, um, you know, I know people who, you know, child care, elder care, um, everything, you know, is suddenly, uh, if your parents moved back in with you, and suddenly you're raising children and taking care of um, elderly parents who were sick or don't want to get sick or whatever. So, you know, there's just so much in our world. And the thing that I have to say about that, and it's always been the case with businesses, if you're not willing to pivot and make changes, um, you're going to get left behind 100%. And it was true before COVID. And it is so much more true now, because not only have these pivots 
happened without you, um, they're going to continue. And if you don't jump on this train, you're going to get left behind and your business is not going to flourish. Um, so 100%, you need to be ready to look at and say, and okay, so here's a, something, I'll, I'll another little tidbit. So I have a client was actually the first one that came to me and said that he was having um, issues with hiring and he owns a mechanic shop. So he, you know, fixes cars, couldn't find technicians and keep them. And so uh, he, what did he, his thing was he innovated. He went, well, my service manager doesn't need to be here at the shop. They could be remote. His service manager is somewhere in the Midwest, Iowa, I think, um, and works remotely, has never been to the shop here in Idaho. And that has worked so well for them to be able to look. Now, obviously the guys who are out twisting wrenches in the, the shop, they, they can't be virtual. But the fact that he was able to say, oh, I don't need this person to be in my office all the time. As a matter of fact, it loosens up space for me to put other people in the office. Yeah. And so, um, and of course, then we had to work through, well, how do you manage a work from home workforce, because that's a whole other thing too. Um, and so, but um, he's been, recognized by his industry for his innovation on this. So how cool is that? And so this is the world that we live in right now. And, um, you know, and so part of what I'll talk about is, is those kinds of things. And I'm really encouraging you, to, you as a small business owner to embrace the changes and just not say, well, that's not how we always did it. Well, we did the way we always did it is it, gone. And I'm sorry. Um, we have, the world has changed and we have to change with it. And I hate it. I know people who say, oh, I love change. They're liars. Nobody <laughs> likes change, right? We really don't. Um, it's upsetting and it's just uh, chaos all the time. But unfortunately, we, we have to deal with it. And if you are open to it, it makes it a little easier to deal with. And so that's my, uh, if, if you don't come to the Nubenia trend, then take away go with a flow, look for innovation and be ready to change. But I highly recommend that you come because I tell you what, I this is my third time speaking. This is, is this the third event? Was I at the inaugural one? Yep, I think so. We did the one in 2019 and that was in person. Then we did a virtual one and then now this year. So, <laughs> okay, so yeah, so I've been a speaker each time. And I tell you what, like it has been great. Um, you know, these are all people who are marketing people. Uh, they are they are my colleagues. They're people who have a similar um, knowledge base. And I go and I'm just so blown away by the knowledge that they have. And I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm so happy that I got to be here as a speaker to be able to enjoy what everybody else is doing, because there's some really good stuff that's going to come out. And I'm looking forward to what we have this year too. Yeah. I, I love doing this. I mean, a couple of things too. I mean, it keeps us, you know, on top of what's going on in the new year and we can, you know, apply it to our clients too. But then also for our speakers, they get to learn just as much as they teach too. And I think that's a, it's a huge benefit for all of us because everyone has their area of expertise and, you know, the, the things that they're seeing in their, you know, respective industries and what they're doing. And yeah, it's definitely going to be uh, unique this year. We have lots of different variety of people who are coming. I've got Nick who does events. That's his, that's his job, his livelihood nice. from, from IBL events. And of course they, 
tremendously had to pivot because you couldn't do in-person events. And, and so now they've done a lot of, um, you know, online and, and hybrid things. And so we're going to hear from him and, you know, keeping people engaged online. Right. I mean, that's, that's huge. Yeah. And, he, you know, keeping them uh, <laughs> to where they'll turn their cameras on and keep their cameras on. Right. Yeah. And not check their email or scroll their yeah, Instagram. Exactly. And, <laughs> and working from home with the dogs in the background, you know, I mean, <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, who knew the, remember the guy whose little kid came in during the, the, the news thing and his wife came in and like, was like sneaking through and grabbing the kid and running. Who knew that was going to be our, that was prophetic and going to be our life. Right. That meme is the most hilarious thing. I will say, and something that you said earlier um, triggered this is I was the training coordinator for the SBDC for, oh gosh, I don't know a while, um, let's say 16 years, but at least. Um, and so uh, prior to, and I just uh, gave that up to somebody else and now I'm a full-time consultant, um, which is great. Uh, I, I love doing the training. Now I don't have to do all of the registration and all the other stuff, which I love doing too, but I love training more. Yeah. Um, but I will say that prior to COVID, I was getting Every single training event that I put on, I would get a email saying, I can't make it. Are you going to record this? Mm. And at the time, I didn't really have the, I mean, we've been using Zoom, but I did it with one event because I had a speaker who was out of Texas and she had really great content. She's like, I'm going to be by, can I do a training for you? I'm like, absolutely. And so I set up like Zoom with like there, but the problem was is that the Zoom wasn't mic'd in for the people. So like the people who are watching virtually couldn't hear the people in the room. And so they just, the technology wasn't quite there, but I did, I was able to record her presentation, but it was, it was awkward and not how you should be recording video. And so, um, but like I said, I was getting every single event. I was getting a, are you going to record this? And so it was great when we went high or went to virtual because I'm like, oh, well, Zoom just lets you record. And so every single event we've done, we've recorded and now they're up on our YouTube channel. So you can literally go to our YouTube channel and watch everything that we've done in the past year and a half, if you're so inclined. Not that that's a, not that you need to, but you can, if you'd like to. You know, it's interesting. We, we also used Zoom and our staff um, one day a week could work remotely. And this is before BC, before COVID, right? So we, you know, kind of already knew how to do it, what we were doing. I've been doing webinars and that kind of thing. But I have to tell you, Skype had like a 10 year lead time. And boy, did they miss the boat, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because <laughs> yeah. we Skyped, but it was, but Zoom just became the the thing. I mean, and, and there's, you know, meetings and all the others, but I really think that they just were, talk about a, a business that was having to transform, you know, at, at overnight, essentially, you know, and getting people up on it and, and doing it. And, and don't, did- don't you wish that you had the foresight to um, buy stock in Zoom right. in like December of 2019. Wouldn't that I have know. been amazing? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we've been using Zoom, same same situation for, um, I've been doing it with clients um, in our rural areas and we've been using it as a team because we have three locations in the Boise area, one in downtown Boise, one at the Boise State campus and one over in Nampa. And so it just wasn't logistically great to make 
make everybody drive from wherever for a team meeting. So we started doing it via Zoom. And then of course, when this all happened, our entire state network started doing daily Zoom meetings so that we could share information. And then, you know, and then we went to after the the flurry of, you know, you remember the, well, sort of remember the first three months of the pandemic where everything was just you had so much information and so much misinformation. It was so crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what we spent, uh, you know, 30 minutes a day, um, every day for four days a week. And then, um, and then it went down to two days a week. Now we're like one day a week and we still meet. But the great thing is, is that I actually feel more connected with the people mm-hmm. in our other region than yeah. I ever have in my 20 plus years working with this um, organization. Right. Uh, so there's there's good things that came about um, because of COVID, and um, but there's obviously we don't need to dwell on the bad ones. I I try to look at the silver lining and think like, oh, look at all the really cool stuff that came. Like you said earlier, it's definitely changed the trajectory of how we will do business and how our lives are now moving forward. Yeah, the silver lining is that we've got some, you know, we we had to really get our country and and the world up to date on technology in a very quick, rapid manner. So it's those are the good things, right? Yeah, you know, and that's been the great thing is, uh, you know, we've been using Zoom and by and large, I've had maybe two clients over the past year and a half that just could not get it figured out. (laughs) Um, And and that's fine. We the phone still exists for a reason, you know, phone calls. Oh, what's that? What? I know somebody just called me a second ago and I'm like, what do you text me, you lunatic? Why are you calling me? I'm like, I, I am I am not a millennial, but I have taken to texting like a millennial. I'm like, don't call me. I don't want to talk to you on the phone. You, do you use all the short codes too? Like my my 14-year-old son, you know, he'll he'll be be right back, but BRB or you know, all the little not all of them, but a couple of them. But I am also still very much Gen X because I still have to punctuate uh, and appropriately punctually. And I have a my best friend who um, who is solidly millennial. It's like, why do you do that? It makes it weird. I'm like, yeah. I don't understand why it makes it weird. So of course now I have to go on the internet and figure out why putting punctuation in my text messages is weird. And I'm like, okay, it's just going to have to be weird. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm teaching one class uh, at, at Boise State as well in marketing, and uh, it, it and a lot of them are you know traditional students, or and I have yeah. some non-traditional, and I can definitely you know understand where and when they're doing journal entries, the abbreviations <laughs> and the punctuation that's missing and things like that that occur. So I still I you know I still try to get them to use it and punctuate and <laughs> do the things because it's important, you know. Yeah, you know you can see why Grammarly has taken off the way it has. Yeah. I love Grammarly, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, I like, I was aware of Grammarly and I finally just added it to my browser and it is so cool. The free version. Um, I'm using it constantly and I'm like, Oh, I didn't realize how bad my syntax and my grammar had gotten because I was straight a you know I was a spelling contest winner I mean all of those things right apparently uh, my my skills have degraded a little bit over the years so it's nice that uh, Grammarly is uh, on iPhones or sorry we are not we are not sponsored by Grammarly it was just uh, the nice thing that it it actually is the free version has been um, kind of a game changer for me over the last 12 weeks so 
<laughs> yeah, I uh, I kind of missed my BlackBerry because I could feel the buttons, you know, and and, yeah. and and I don't think I had as many typos with that. But, you know, it's been a long time since I've had a BlackBerry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Isn't that so funny? We're Speaking of uh, a company that kind of missed the whole boat, like they had the entire industry and then nope, 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 we're not going to change. And yep. And then they, you know, they, they exist. I heard something, but I don't remember what it is that they're, it's not phones. Okay. It's something else different. entirely. I don't know. It's okay. kind of like MySpace. Remember when MySpace yes. was a thing and, and like MySpace went to bands and like, it, that was a place where all the bands and now there's really nothing for, I don't, I know it exists. I know I can't get into my MySpace account. It's just there as a little time capsule of the early nineties yeah. or mid nineties <laughs> or whenever that was. So, but you yeah, know, those are really good examples coming back around to people yeah. who did not pay attention to right. what their industry was telling them. Blockbuster, and they did, Blockbuster oh, video, right? Blockbuster had the opportunity to buy Netflix Isn't and they funny? said, no. Can you, I know. You, I, I mean, <laughs> what you were know, you thinking? <laughs> you've got to know that the, the upper echelon who I'm sure there's someplace else, right? But, you know, they were out of jobs for a while. I think the last blockbuster finally closed. It was in Anchorage, Alaska or someplace in Alaska. There's one left. And the only reason I know this is the scouts. Um, my, my son and my husband are involved in, in the scouts BSA. And there's one in Oregon. And they brought oh. me back a blockbuster hoodie and, uh, you know, some memorabilia. So there's one left in Oregon. Oh and that's it. Oh, that's okay. all there is to it. <laughs> But, you know, it's interesting because now they have just like um, little libraries. They have those, mm -hmm. you know, neighborhood libraries, like the little door yeah. that you open and leave a book. Well, now they have little blockbuster stands and there's one right behind the Civic Center over here. And you leave a movie and you take a movie. You leave a movie, you take a movie, just like those little little libraries. Right. And so oh now gosh. those are starting to pop up everywhere. And oh, my gosh, there's VHS and DVDs and, you know, Blu-rays in there. People just leave them and take them. And, and there are any laser right beta tapes probably <laughs> beta. oh and speaking of yeah industries that did not uh, pivot yeah. very well right so yeah. it's yeah. well that's interesting you know it's i had a friend who i don't know it was at, at minimum 10 years ago um he got laid off from one of the big employers here in the boise area and he went that's it I'm done. I'm not going to do the corporate gig anymore. And he went, he became um, just kind of a traveling um, consultant. And right. so he would go, I want to be in Florida for the winter. And he would look for jobs in Florida and which he cool, but he that put everything digital at the time you know he 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 had some books that he like stores with his sister right because they're collectible um signed and first editions and that kind of stuff but he took his entire music and video library everything online and at the time I was like what oh, <laughs> imagine that <laughs> and like and now I realize like I don't even have a cd I'm like trying to find a cd-rom drive Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I saw one and I've been harassing my, my uh, colleagues over in our other area. I'm like, I saw one over in Nampa. Would you look for it? I need it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. Um, but I don't have a single computer that has a CD-ROM on it anymore. Well, you know, you, you, if you did, you could push the button and you can use it as a cup holder now. Right? Yes. Yeah. Well, like you always <laughs> could, right? That was, yeah, my favorite. So, so yeah, I mean, it's amazing how quickly um, things change. And, you know, and I'm like, I have CDs 
in the house that I still have, but I play them in the car because they don't have a CD player in the house. I don't, right? I, I don't have a CD player anymore in the car either. <laughs> lots of, lots of changes, no. but now we're going to, we're going to move into the future and we're going to yeah. talk about things coming up and okay. have a wonderful event coming up January 19th. So if you're listening to this now and we do it every year. So if you happen to listen to this after the fact, so we got January 19th, 2022, uh, and it'll be hybrid and Kim will get to share all of her lovely wisdom and I cannot wait. I always get to learn lots from you and I can't tell you how happy I am for us to have this partnership together and continue on in our journey. And yeah, you're going to come and bring guests and and we'll have lots of wonderful time there to do this. So so we can go to peppershock.com slash events. And anytime any events are coming up, that's just the URL you can visit for this particular event, get registered. There are early bird pricing. It's going to end soon, but just continue to look for that. Uh, So peppershock.com slash events. And Kim, let's, um, any final words of wisdom or things that you just are dying to tell our audience today? Um, you know, obviously take advantage of this, you know, if you can't make it in person, by all means go virtual. Um, one of the greatest things that I've been able to take advantage of is I've been taking trainings from people in Pennsylvania, from people in Denver, and I never left my, my house. And so, uh, that is one of the great things about COVID. And I've learned from people. I, I learned about the Etsy stores from a lady in Britain. Um, so cool. Right. Um, and so take advantage of these things, um, Um, and, you know, uh, jump on there. And also, you know, take advantage of us at the SBDC, the Idaho SBDC or any SBDC. Um, You know, if you have a small business, by all means, come seek us out um, and, you know, uh, look for, you know, uh, our information. We're at idahosbdc.org. And if, you know, if we can't help you, we'll refer you to somebody who can. Um, And sometimes those referrals are people like Ray. She's one of our um, contacts in the area when somebody needs video production. So she's on my list. So, um, and so I encourage you don't do business in a vacuum. That is probably the worst possible thing that you could do right at the moment is not opening yourself out up to learn and um, be open to these experiences because you never know when you're going to find something that is going to turn it around for you. So, and if it's us, if it's Ray over at Pepper Shock, if it's somebody else, um, it doesn't matter, but reach out and get the help. Um, we all could use a little hand, especially nowadays. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Kim. I was going to say one more thing. If you are listening to this and it's after the fact, if you get a membership into our community, it's the marketingexpedition.com community. All of the videos will be posted there and you're able to log in and then watch them later if you need to. But uh, obviously want to encourage people to either come to the event in person or online and just having that engagement live streaming is always, always a good place to be. So thank you again, Kim. Really appreciate you and all that you do and all the help that you give to all of the businesses that you have worked with and continue to work with. Thanks, Kim. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) All right. And for those of you listening, the best thing that you could do for us is share this with others. Give us a review. Make people listen to what we have to say. I promise you they won't regret it. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. All right. Until next time, everybody enjoy the journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.